Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. Wonder that um, that thing, that, that, that strange little thing that, uh, that defies explanation, that strange thing that is, that is more, that is so much more than just a, a mere emotion, that thing that is so much more than, than just a, a, a mere feeling, it's deeper than a feeling, that, that thing, that strange little thing that, that, that takes our breath away. And then at the very same time, it just gives it right back. That thing that literally inspires us. The thing that, that gives us breath and life and hope and peace and joy, that, that spontaneous sense of joy that happens, that spontaneous sense of joy that breaks forth whenever we'll be wise enough to, to focus more on the light than we do on the dark. And admittedly, that's, that's getting harder and harder to do these days. Because there's a whole lot of darkness around us and within us. Grief, uncertainty, and sadness, and fear, but, but oh friend, what's, what's the promise of Scripture? That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can't do anything about it. Yeah, there's darkness, and there's, there's a whole lot of noise around us too. But just like baby Jesus, little baby Jesus last weekend, our God, our God still comes to offer us peace. I mean, I don't know if you noticed it last weekend, but there was this moment. There was this tender moment last weekend. Um, um, Dee Dee and Bruce, Mary and Joseph were right over there. And there was this moment that, that they walked over and they placed their precious little baby in the manger right here. And, and the choir was singing and the angels were dancing and the lights were lighting and the drummers were drumming. And in the midst of all of that commotion, in the midst of all of that noise, little baby Jesus, in the midst of the noise, baby Jesus fell asleep. I mean, we had the, the Keller High School drum line here. The drum line was right there and right there. And in the midst of all of that, Jesus fell asleep. Because our Jesus still offers us peace and rest, wonder. It's all around us. It's, it's like that article, that, that, that story, maybe you saw it on the news last week. There was a woman, there was a local woman here in the DFW area. She came home, she was tired after a long day of work. She went in, she just kind of curled up on her couch. And, and that's whenever straightway she heard one of her kittens starting to, to sneeze and she didn't really think much of it. That was until she realized that the sneezing was coming from her Christmas tree. And so she went over, she was going to go rescue her cat from the, from the branches. And when she got over to a Christmas tree, that's whenever she realized it wasn't her kitten that was sneezing. It was a live, full-grown possum that had managed to sneak in. You see? And wonder sneaks in just like that, too. Wonder sneaks in. Wonder hitches a ride. Wonder hitches a ride on all that is, that's typical and expected and usual this time of year, and it comes in to surprise us. And so it's not for a lack of wonders that we feel so just kind of tired and dull. It's not, not for a lack of wonders that we feel so disconnected and, and spiritually, spiritually dead inside this time of year. It's not for a lack of wonders. It's for a lack of wonder. And we're going to see what to do about that in our scripture for this morning. 
So if you have your Bibles with you, go ahead and open them up. We're going to be back in the, in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up. Maybe you have a Bible app on a cell phone or a tablet with you this morning. Go ahead and turn it on. Again, we're going to be going back to Luke chapter 2, right where we left off. Uh, remember, the angels had just filled the skies with the glorious news of Jesus' birth. They made their, their announcement to the shepherds. And that's where we're going to pick up Luke chapter 2 this morning, starting our reading with verse 16. Friends, hear the word of the Lord. It says, so they, the shepherds, went with haste. And I found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. They joined in, each and every one of them, in their own way, they joined in. The shepherds with, with wonder and glory and praise, and whenever they finally went back, when they went back to their fields, they went back changed. Because how could they not, how could they not be changed after everything they had seen, after everything they had heard, after all the, the wonders they had experienced, how could they not be changed? They went back rejoicing. While Mary, Mary for, for her part, Mary as kind of she was, she was prone to doing, they were rejoicing, Mary was reflecting. She pondered, she pondered these things in the moment, she treasured that moment. Mary treasured that moment because she knew all too soon that she would have to give her, her little boy, her precious little boy away. She, she knew all too soon she would have to give her son away to the world and away to us. But for that moment, for that one holy, tender moment, her boy was just hers. And she held him. And it changed her too, because again, how could it not? He changes everything. The incarnation. The fact that God loved us, that God became one of us, the fact that God enrobed himself in flesh so that he could, he could know us and so that we could, could know him, the incarnation changes everything. It ushers in a whole new world, a whole new reality. It changes everything. In fact, uh, I reckon that, that most of y'all know that, that uh, Carrie's and I, our, our younger boy Ford, is getting ready to graduate in just a couple of months. It, at least we think he's going to graduate in a couple of months. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, um, we think that Ford's going to graduate in a couple of months. And so we are already preparing for that whole empty nester thing that several of you have warned us about, which means that, yes, Carrie and I just got a brand new dog. Uh, we swear to Ford that we're not trying to replace him, but oh my goodness, she is just the cutest, puddliest little thing right now. Um, this is Mabel. And Mabel is the most energetic little thing that we got in our house because everything to her is new. New sights, new sounds, new smells. And, and we really, we got her as a friend for Murphy. Murphy's our, our other dog. And that out panel is just really in an unfortunate location. Um, um, we got Mabel for Murphy. But Murphy has been anything but hospitable to this little upstart. You know, this, this ragamuffin that has invaded his turf. 
You know, this, this interloper that's come into, into his home and his family, this interloper that's come into his world, he's just been a grump. And it all started, it started with him being just kind of like lazily aggressive towards her. But then that sort of thawed. It thawed in just a, a thinly veiled contempt, which then grew into just a general annoyance and then a relative curiosity. And right now, you know what? We're actually seeing scenes, signs of, of occasional friendliness between the two. It's not all the time, it's just occasional, but at least he can tolerate her now. Um, and you know what? <laughs> you know what, I think that's good news. I think that's good news for all of us because it means that old dogs can in fact learn new tricks. And I think it means that old disciples can, in fact, learn new tricks. We can learn, and we can reach, and we can stretch, and we can grow. We can change. We're supposed to change. What we celebrate, what we will celebrate next Monday is supposed to change who we are next Tuesday. This, this moment, this truth, it changes everything. We just have to figure out our way to join in. Thought, thank you for that because that's the heart of the issue. All the beauty, all the wonder we experience, how do we join in? And I think we see that in a beautiful way in Mary. I love all the things taking place. And what does she do? She's pondering. I love that word. She's pondering. She's treasuring in her heart. She's pondering the, the miracle of this beautiful baby that is born to her. And I love the words Candace saying, she worshiped the beloved with a kiss. But she's also pondering the, the message of the shepherds that came and told her about the angels. She's taking all of this in and treasuring it in her heart. Seems to me what Mary is doing is our business of Advent. We are called to ponder the story, ponder what's going on all around us in these days. It's really interesting, the word for Advent and the word for adventure share the same Latin root word. Let's look, Adventus, a thing that is about to happen. It reminds us that in the early church, Advent was not just a time to remember that Jesus was born into the world, they were expecting his return. They were looking for the second coming at any moment. There was a sense of excitement and expectancy. When is Christ going to return? And when that becomes our attitude of Advent, expectancy, what is God up to? Where is the Holy Spirit going to take us? Then we get back to the other part of the root word. Life becomes an adventure. Faith becomes an adventure. And you remember the definition of adventure? Bold, usually risky undertaking hazardous action of uncertain outcome. You see, that should describe our Christian faith. It should be bold, it should be risky, it should be hazardous, full of an uncertain outcome that should kind of scare us to death. When we think about the adventure of faith, I, I'm always drawn back to this passage because don't we see it in Mary? the adventure that her life will take. Can you imagine being the mother of the Messiah, God in the flesh that she is going to parent? And these miraculous things just keep happening. Not only the angels singing and the shepherds coming, right behind them will be the wise men bearing gifts 
and we know she's going to save the gifts and she's going to tell the story of what happened to all the disciples. That's how we know about Christmas in Scripture because Mary pondered and treasured and kept the story alive. And we know when the wise men leave, what's going to happen? The angel's going to warn them, you need to go to Egypt because King Herod is jealous and he is going to come after your son. You need to flee for safety. And then when they return from Egypt, what happens? She is going to parent the son of God. There are going to be continual miracles as she gets a firsthand view of his ministry. And then when Jesus is crucified, who's there at the cross? Mary. And when his body is taken down before he is buried, she will hold him in her arms. And one more time, the miracle of holding her beloved will happen. You see, when Mary is pondering and, and treasuring, she's aware that her life is going to just be this amazing adventure. She is going to get a firsthand view of the greatest moments in world history. And I want us to know it's not just Mary. As Christians, as followers of Christ, you and I are called to live a life of faith that's an adventure, a life of faith that takes us places as bold as scary. You and I need to look for the second coming at any moment. We need to have a sense of urgency and expectancy. When is Christ going to return? But we also need to know that the Holy Spirit is going to come and grab us and use us and send us places. Do we embrace the adventure of our faith? It's really the question of Advent. And as we think about that, there are two words I want to mention to us that could guide us in our thinking, to help us understand this adventure. And the first word is risk. We need to know every adventure has a risk. Outcome is uncertain. We're not sure how things are going to play out. Things can go wrong. We can really blow it. We can find ourselves in a mess. Don't, again, we see that in Mary. Again, right away, this wonderful, beautiful scene, and the angel's going to come and say, you better get to, get to Egypt. You better you run because your, your child is at risk. You need to save him from Herod. And when she comes back, she knows Jesus is constantly in danger and being threatened, and she wants to protect him and, 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 and help keep him safe to fulfill his ministry. Mary understood the lesson we need to understand. A life of faith is a life of risk. You cannot have one without the other. But how often do we want the practice of our Christianity to be safe and secure and predictable where we know what to expect, what's going to happen next? And if we do that, we've missed it. We've been content to be comfortable members of a religion and not daring adventurous followers of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus didn't say, I came to you to give you a safety first, risk-free, comfort zone life. It's not what he said. It's not what he calls any of us to. He calls us to an adventure, to stretch, to grow, to risk, to go places that scare us to death because the outcome is not certain. We need to understand the tie-in to risk and, and faith and make it personal. And maybe we begin at Christmas. Is there a sense of adventure and risk in the way that we celebrate, the way that we practice these days? 
You know, it's been amazing. And Steve, I don't know if you've noticed, but there have been some great Christmas commercials this year. Some of them that just touched me and I've loved. One of my favorite was put out by Amazon. I bet you've seen it. I smile every time I see it. Let's watch this commercial. I love that. I cry every time I see it. And there is a great sermon there. Notice what those ladies teach us, that with great risk and adventure comes great joy. You don't have much risk or adventure, there's not going to have that much joy. The two go hand in hand. That's why when we experience the wonder of these days and joy fills our heart, it calls us to risk and how we live out our faith. So think about that. How do we take risk over the next couple of weeks of Christmas and how we prepare? I submit to you the greatest gift of Christmas won't be a present under a tree. It will be the risks that we dare to take. Will we risk making a new friendship with someone? Will we risk noticing someone who is hurting and struggling and grieving and dare to enter their life and walk with them on their journey? But we start thinking about next year and how we follow Jesus Christ. And well, we start thinking, what new ministry, what mission will I be about next year that will scare me to death, that will move me out of my comfort zone? How can I risk? And will we be honest about some broken, painful relationships? And ask the question, how can I use these days to make it right? How can I forgive someone a grudge that I've been holding on to for a long time? We need to be like Mary, ponder, ponder. Is the faith we live an adventure? And if it is, what risk are we taking for the kingdom of God? And then the second word that bubbles up is respond. You see, the angels are singing and the shepherds witness it. They get this great moment of joy, but then they just can't hold on to it. It's not theirs to keep. How do they respond? I love verse 16. They went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby and told them everything they had seen and heard. And when they experienced Mary and Joseph and Jesus, what did they do? Again, they respond in verse 20. They returned back to those fields, glorifying, praising God for all they had heard and seen. And we experience joy, it's not ours to keep. We don't hold on to our faith moments. We must respond and praise and glorify and share it with others. But we need to always remember, you know where joy comes? In the most ordinary of ways and times and places when we're expecting something else. 
That's why two weeks ago we talked about being tuned in. And we got a great example. Two years ago at the Children Christmas Eve service, we had this just amazing moment. And we need to remember two years ago, Christmas Eve was 2021. We were coming out of COVID. The church still had some serious issues we were working through. There was kind of a heaviness on our hearts. And we came to the children's Christmas Eve service, and you never know what's going to happen in that service. <laughs> it is wild and crazy, and there is energy, and there's excitement. And the Zajac family were lighting the Advent wreath, as we do during that service. And I want us to watch what takes place as they're lighting the Advent candles. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ our hope. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ our love. We light this candle As a symbol of Christ our joy. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ the Prince of Peace. Christ is born. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. And his name Cooper. And isn't he amazing? That is the response to the wonder of Christmas. What did he say? I light the candle of joy. And then we celebrate that Christ has come. He's dancing and celebrating. He's so excited. We need to be like Cooper. We don't just need to do the same old things the same old way. There needs to be a sense of joy that we respond and we share and we pass on that changes us forever. I love the old story that gets at the heart of this. Pastor Todd and I have both shared it through the years, but you may remember it was during the California gold rush in the 1840s. And there were a group of folks that were out there panning for gold in the river. They hadn't had any luck. They'd been looking for days. They weren't finding anything. They were getting discouraged. Finally, one morning they were out and there was this unusual rock. And when they broke it open, there was a gold nugget. Well, this got some excitement to them, some bounce in their steps, and they started looking and found more rocks like that. And they opened them up and there was more gold, more and more gold. They found more gold than they could ever imagine to the place they got excited. They were dancing, they were singing, they were shouting, they were overjoyed. At the top of their lungs were saying, we did it. We finally did it. We found gold. We are set for life. They were so excited and they realized there was just lots of gold there. And they needed to take a break and go back into town to get more supplies. So they left, and as they traveled, they said, okay, we need to not tell anybody what we found because the whole town will be out here. We need to keep this to ourselves so nobody say anything. And they promised each other this vow of secrecy. 
So they went and they spread out and they got the supplies. They came back at the appointed hour, appointed place, and they noticed there were some townspeople there waiting on them with their horses packed, ready to follow them. And they got really upset. They turned on each other and they said, we promised we wouldn't talk. We made a covenant. Who said something? Who talked? Who told people what we had found? And as they were arguing, some of the townspeople jumped in and they said, no, 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 none of, nobody said a thing. We could see it on your faces. And I wonder about us, like Cooper, can people see the wonder of Christmas on our faces? Can they see it in our lives? Do we go through these days like Mary pondering and treasuring the miracle of the incarnation? Do we respond like those shepherds leaving Christmas, glorifying, praising God for all we have heard and seen? My friends, would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for the beauty and the wonder of these days. But what we have experienced, Lord, we also must respond. We must share the good news with others. We must go forth and tell the story. Lord, you have blessed us in such a wonderful way. There is so much beauty and wonder around us. Help us be tuned in and help us understand that once we've experienced the faith, you call us on an adventure to come and follow you. And if we will take that adventure, there are going to be risk. There are going to be moments to scare us. But help us dare to go to places where you lead. Help us not be afraid to experience all that you have for us. And Lord, most of all, Lord, help us know we have to respond. What we've experienced, the beauty, the wonder, we must share and draw others to your side. Lord, may the Christmas miracle live in us and shine in us so that people can see it on our faces. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.